Hey, hey, welcome to Beyond the Couch. I'm Dr. Christine Jehu, a coffee-obsessed, licensed psychologist and coach. In this podcast, we take conversations beyond the couch of a therapy room to explore all things high performance, personal growth, and mental health. And we do it all without the psychobabble. An important note, while I am a psychologist and we do talk about mental health here, this show is not mental health treatment and it's not intended as a substitute for mental health treatment. You'll find resources for how to find a therapist and crisis numbers in the show notes should you need them. All right, let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome back. Oh, I'm just sitting here laughing. I have to share this visual with you as, you know, we're kind of pulling the curtain back, letting you know well, that I got a notification on my computer, <laughs> letting you know a little bit more behind the scenes of what it's like to produce a podcast. My podcast studio has been my basement since this started, and I'm in the process of shifting some spaces around and moving my office upstairs. And let me tell you, it is going in pieces because furniture has to be moved, some new furniture has to be built, and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so (laughs) I was getting ready to come down because my desk is still down here. Podcasting stuff is still down here. And don't get me wrong. Listen, it's the computer and the microphone. That's the podcasting stuff. This ain't no big, massive studio situation. Anyhow, I'm like, every single one of the lamps that I use to light my office space is upstairs in the new office. And the light above me, like that's in the ceiling, the like built-in one, for whatever reason, is not working. And no, it's not as simple as changing the light bulbs. Have tried that. I think it's like, an issue, like an electrical issue that I need to tell the landlord about. But, you know, we've been making it work. So anyhow, I've got the lights on on the other side of the room and the bathroom light lighting this lovely experience. So again, just to bring you you into the, (laughs) the world of a solo podcaster. Okay. I'm so excited about the episode today. It is, um, a three-person conversation. So we've got my friend Meredith and my friend Megan, which if you've been around here for a while, you know them both. They've both been on the podcast before. Um, Megan is our favorite journaling ninja. She's the one who wrote the book, um, The Power Within Her Guide to Journaling. It's incredible. You've got to go get it. So Megan's on, and so is Meredith. You know Meredith because we climbed the mountain together, 29029, um, and we do Elevate Podcasting together. So these are the two really great friends, but also the women who let me take them through this exercise to bust through their blocks. And it's the foundation of the coaching program that I am going to be launching um, in the new year. No exact date. So don't don't hold me to anything because I don't have an exact date yet. But this is a conversation with the two of them about, and apparently my dog, um, about that experience, why we even went there in the first place, what they experienced, what they walked away from, how it has impacted their life. We were all together um, at this conference in at the Empower Her Live event in Phoenix, Arizona a couple weeks ago. And that's where all of this 
went down. Um, I don't know why I just got weird with that. So anyways, this is a super long introduction because I apparently had to tell you about my house and all of the lights or lack thereof. Um, I'm so, so excited about this conversation. It was such a beautiful one to be a part of. Um, and I'm just really, really excited for you to hear their experience. So I'm going to stop talking and let's get over to our conversation. Let's go. We're here. Very exciting. (laughs) This is fun. So a little bit of a collaborative podcast. I'm thinking that maybe we go through and say who each of us is and what our podcast is. So as people are listening on our various ones, Mm -hmm. they get to know the voices. Okay, well, I'll go first. <laughs> okay, so I'm Dr. Christine Jehu, and my podcast is Beyond the Couch, Mental Health Conversations Without the Psychobabble, although I need to change my tagline because I've been mixing it up. So You do. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm Meredith Coviello, and I am the host of Sweat and Reflect podcast where we focus on all of the things, but mostly how life is happening for you, not to you. Woohoo. And I'm Megan. (laughs) My podcast is The Power Within Her, and it's just really focused on embracing the power and potential within you. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so many good things and good energy. And if this is the first time that you're ever like hearing any of us speak, I mean, I will talk on behalf of Megan and Dr. Jehu. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like, <laughs> that, like your degree is like whatever. Um, like you need to listen to their podcasts. They, you know, even though it sounds maybe to a degree like we're all in very similar spaces, just the perspective that Megan takes, that Christine takes, like you need it in your life. All very different approaches. Which is the cool part. Yeah, for sure. Well, and different people, different phases of life, different approaches, but somehow Mm -hmm. we all ended up at one as podcasters and doing (laughs) this podcast thing together and have shared space, right? In a number of different masterminds and online courses and everything. Mm -hmm. And then found ourselves, I say this like it's like, poof out of nowhere but uh, somehow we were all transported to phoenix arizona (laughs) no so what was it like three weeks ago now that we were in phoenix for the empower her live Mm -hmm. event and i don't know megan for you and meredith and i have talked about this before but like going into the event i i honestly was like I'm rolling in to hang with my friends. Like really (laughs) had no idea what was to come dealing with, you know, some things in my personal life that Mm -hmm. this event was the absolute last thing on my radar. And I was really just looking at it to be an opportunity to connect with all these incredible humans that we have shared zoom space with, but never Mm -hmm. physical um, space and time with. And so to be with everyone and to hug everyone and to yeah. in those connections was really what I was looking for when I stepped on the plane frantically because I had to get a plane 
ride like two hours earlier. It's yeah. Like, Meanwhile, as you're doing that, I'm texting you frantically. Like, my line is so long. What am I going to do? I was do? afraid you weren't even going to get through security. No. Oh my gosh. But anyhow, you know, I've talked about it on my podcast, mm-hmm. how like that, the event just cracked me wide open. And I think, you know, the first day I was a little bit, you know, just kind of in like this weird space of whatever. There's all of these like women in a room being like, Wee! and it just was not <laughs> the vibe that I was feeling. I like, I tend to just bro out and like, that was not bro energy. <laughs> so Not at all. It was even like all. a lot. And I love the woo. The like, woo. I was just about to say yeah. the woo. Like I'm oh a sorority God. girl and it, I was like, this is aggressive. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not the sorority girl, but the swim team likes to woo. So okay. I was like, I can yes. woo. <laughs> it's like yes. a similar vein, you know, like, yes. a, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, just for me, like day one, I was just, it was like a shorter day, but I was mm-hmm. freaking exhausted, pulled myself away from the welcome reception to go watch baseball and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> this all tracks, right? Yeah. Um, and then the next day, just really, I mean, speaker number one just spoke to my soul and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just felt really, um, had this really, really awesome experience to where I was getting so much more in touch with my emotions and just my internal experience. Um, and you know, that shit was raw, like really raw, very emotionally. Um, and I want to say draining because it wasn't draining, right? It was, it was life-giving while at the same time taking a lot of energy. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was just kind of my experience stepping into it. What about, what about y'all? Oh my gosh. I, that's so interesting. That's such an interesting question because I, I went into it like in a completely like different way. Like I was really, really excited first and foremost to like meet everybody in person to like hug and show everybody how tall I am and like all the things, you know, just like so excited for the in-person thing. But I was, I was more so going in of like, yeah, I want to get tons of hype. I want to get tons of like energy. Um, I did not think there was going to be space or time for tears, <laughs> honestly, which <laughs> is like lots of tears, lots. so many tears, so many tears. And so I was just going in for just like epic energy is what I was thinking about. So that's what I was thinking about. But I was also thinking about getting on the stage and not crapping my pants. So because <laughs> right. you were on a, a panel. Yeah. So I just kind of had like different sort of thoughts like that way, but yeah, after that, like first night, it was just so amazing to like meet everybody. And then, you know, the next morning, like you said, starting out with Amber, the first speaker, like I cried straight straight out of the gate. The person who was like, no, it's going to be hype energy. Just like, we're going to be high, high, high the whole time. I was like, oh my God, why am I crying? What is, what is going on right now? So, I mean, it was like effortless. I just had, it was just like a stream down. Same. I, I have never like, I've never cried in that way before with like eyes closed visualization. I just like felt the tears welling. And I'm like, what is happening? And like my first reaction, cause I am not, I'm really not a crier. I'm more so just like let the rage bottle up. And then I just like rant is usually how it goes. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm not well really later. I know. Right. I'm not usually like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't let it out very well. So it was just so shocking to me to, to cry like that. Cause I'm just, I'm not usually like an ugly crier. I mean, but the thing, that's the thing about me is once the gates are open, like they're open and we're yeah. going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Game over. <laughs> yeah. Game over for sure. For sure. 
I mean, I had no desire to be there. <laughs> Let's just like call it what it was. Um, I was in a very different place than when I had originally bought my ticket back in January. And I just was like, F man. Like, <laughs> this is just not where I want to be. And it wasn't because I didn't want to meet people. It wasn't because like of any of that. I think I just, well, I, I don't, I know it was just because I was, I was finally feeling really good and comfortable in my space at home. I was really feeling settled in a, in a, in a personal way that I was like, I don't need to go and, you know, be disruptive, be disruptive. But also like, I think on some level, I knew that it was going to be a lot of like, <laughs> and I was like, there are like four people I want to see <laughs> half of whom are on the zoom right now. So <laughs> whatever. Um, and yeah, I think Friday, the funny part is that you were like, oh, screw it. I already bought my ticket, but then your ticket actually had like your plane had never been purchased. Had- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Literally 24 hours before, which is really quick side note. I go to check in. I'm like, what the F can I freaking check in for my flight? call American and they're like, Oh, your ticket's been on hold. It was never actually like charged. Oh like you're never actually charged for it. So at that point, 24 it hours so easy to not go. Yeah. And I was just like, well, oh, I already <laughs> thought I bought it. So like, I'll just deal with it. Um, and Friday night was kind of the same. I was, you know, it was three hour time difference. And I just was like, okay, like, you know, it is what it is. I'm here. I'm feeling like kind of resistant. Yeah, it was cool seeing some people, but like, I think I've got my fill. And then the next morning, like just completely wrecked me in the best way. And that's when I started to realize like, I, I had like put myself in this like checked box of, okay, I'm healed and I'm fine. And you know, things are great. Cause I'm in such a good place right now. <laughs> And I am, but like, (laughs) there were clearly things I was no longer dealing with, um, on a personal level. So, I mean, I I want to challenge that. I don't think that you haven't been dealing with them. I think the next level of what was to come was starting to emerge. I think that's the case for both of us. Honestly, I love that. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I'll, I'll rephrase like <laughs> I wasn't willing like I wasn't I didn't think that there were more layers to mm. pull down to to walk through I felt like okay I feel like pretty good about like where I am like there I still have things to figure out but in terms of at least like healing and like dealing with Tim's death I felt like I was in a very stable place yeah and I am but yes there was more to come so that's what we're going <laughs> to get into a little bit right now. <laughs> so we all went into it with different expectations, different needs, different hesitations, um, which I think is really beautiful. Right. And um, so fast forward, the events over, we've all like cried the tears, had the hugs, <laughs> and somehow we all just end up. Oh, cause Cause I thought it would be cute before we even got out there to be like, let's go on a hike afterwards. And then after it, we're all like, um, <laughs> no. let's hike to the restaurant and drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sitting at lunch, we were 
you know, unpacking our experiences, sharing different things. And Megan, you want to share like where you were at and kind of how we got going on. Cause it's cause of you, we got to this place. <laughs> it's all my fault. Oh gosh. I don't even, I don't even remember. Hopefully I'm re- remembering like correctly, but I, well, I had first even said it before we were at the restaurant. I had come over to you guys and I had just said to Meredith, I was like, like, how'd it go? How are you doing? Like, you know, how are things? Are you glad you came? Cause you were like, I was almost not going to come. And I was like, are you glad you came? And you were like, yeah, I'm glad. And I was like, I think I know the next big step, you know, for me or whatever. I just went for it. And she was all like, cool. Like what, like, what is it? And I was like, well, I just really think I need to like, let go of something super, super huge or whatever. And I think that that is what I had brought up again at lunch. Like I have like a vice grip on something in my life that I am terrified to let go of because I've conceptualized it for so long as a waterfall decision. So (laughs) like by waterfall decision, meaning like if I decide, if I let myself go over those falls and into the river below and what waits below is not as great as I think it is, I can't get back up to the top of the waterfall. Right. Mm -hmm. And all these months and all these years, I've been telling myself that, that it's like, I have to be sure if I'm going to release this thing, I have to be so sure. And something else has to like replace it. And it has to be this perfect idyllic situation. And so I, you know, was like, Hey, this, you know, this is like my next step or whatever. We were talking about that. And then I think, Christine's like, oh, hey, I have like an idea. Because <laughs> you, you, you said vice, vice grip. grip and yeah. uh, like watching your body language, I was like, do you want me to help you release that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like sipping on some wine and I was yeah. like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like let's figure out how to do this. And of course, I was like, yeah, like hell yeah, I want to know how to how to do this, right? So yeah, and that's kind of like after, yeah, after lunch, we were just like hanging out and then, yeah. We things, went back to our room and things escalated. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to say transpired, but yeah, like the, either the way, I, I think. They go back to the hotel room, transformation happens. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So basically what I did and, you know, a lot of people have asked me like where this came from, like how I learned how to do this, this technique. And I honestly don't remember if I learned it somewhere or if I just like did it one time with a client and I was like, holy shit, that was cool. Like, <laughs> holy shit, it is cool. <laughs> so I cool. really can't remember. So basically d- the very short and sweet version of this is um, it's called externalizing the problem. And so basically like Megan, your example just hit me so strong. You were like saying vice grip and your, your body language changed. And I was like, where is that vice grip in your body? And you told me, boom, it's right on my back. Like you knew exactly <laughs> where it was and what it felt like. Yeah. And I was well, like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Cause like, but then just for more context for everybody listening in, like that morning we had done breath work and again with the tears. Right. Yeah. And I was sitting there not being in my body, not feeling connected, not being able to that's how we got on this. Yes. Yeah. 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 I wasn't able to sink into the exercise the way I wanted to, because what's interesting is I've been thinking about that because there were two close your eyes visualization things. One with Amber the first day, which is where the tears were, but we were standing. We were standing for that. I'm pretty confident. I was sitting on the floor. Were you sitting on the floor? I was sitting on the floor. 
Well, I don't know what the hell I was doing standing, but I swear to God, <laughs> I was, was standing. standing by I her swear to God, so you're so tall. You were just standing. <laughs> I swear to God, I was standing because I, I remember trying to like, because sometimes, you know, when you close your eyes, you feel like you sway. So you like grab like a chair. Like I think I was touching a chair. I don't Whatever. Anyway. Um, but point is, I wasn't feeling like connected to your face, Meredith. I wasn't feeling connected like to my body. And I felt so hyper aware of what was going on around me rather than being like within myself and turned inward. And so I'm like listening to all the women around me breathe and I would try to breathe. And I'm like, I just feel like I can't like when I breathe in, it gets like my lungs stop and it feels like it hits my spine. And I just feel like there's no room for the breath to go. I can't feel, or I can't feel, I feel like I can't expand at all. And I think I had shared that at lunch as well. You did. Cause I'm getting chills again. Cause that was the whole thing we were all like, Oh my God, this is so sad. Like we, we need to get you to breathe. <laughs> so basically what this whole technique is, is identifying, you know, what is the thing, right? That's, um, that's blocking you. That's holding you back. And then we locate it in the body. And then I take you through an exercise of putting, like making it lifelike essentially. So shape, size, weight, color, movement, like all of the pieces, we build out the picture as vividly as possible and then offer an invitation of, okay, what the heck do you want to do with this? You know? And then we like have like an exorcism (laughs) of it from the body, which what it does is so often when we have this block or we have this hesitation it feels like it's part of us and that we don't, that it has control of us, right? That there's no separating it. And so in going through this exercise, it gives, gives the agency back to the individual and gives you tools and a way to interact with whatever this block is, whatever this, you know, frustration thing that's holding you back. Um, so that you can then, cause it doesn't just go away, right? It's not like this magical thing where it's like, poof, now you're cured, you know? Um, <laughs> Well, if that was it, I'd be making millions, but, <laughs> uh, but it gives you that tool of, okay, when it cr- starts to creep back in, when this fear starts coming back, when this block starts coming back, you then have language and action that you can take, even if it's mental cognitive action that you can take to free up that space and, and get moving in the direction that you want to go. I mean, I think even just for someone else who needs like a little more clarification, if you still don't fully understand, and we're going to go into it more, but what Christina is saying, like, it makes it tangible, like, especially mm-hmm. for me and like what I experienced, like even now, three weeks later, like when I still talk about it, my hands are manipulating the image that came forth when I was doing this with Christine. So again, it just gives you like something that you almost feel like you're holding on to, which I think, mm-hmm elevates that that much more because then you can really use use the tools or sometimes I feel like in therapy you know and I love therapy but like I've had therapists therapists be like well just like you know breathe through it and you're like okay <laughs> when you're not like ready for that right like when you're not at that yeah. step where you feel you can do it or yourself, you can't breathe right? right or you can't you right there are all these things but to actually be able to you know like you can't see me but like I just keep playing with my hands like I can literally feel what it is that I need to break through and what I need to keep working on. And so just that tan tangible component, I think, at least mm-hmm. for me was like, but also mm-hmm. now when I talk to Megan, I like can her, her thing is tangible to me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I talk to her about it, I can be like, 
how's Jared? (laughs) I see Jared. How's Jared doing? (laughs) Yes. Jared is great. Jared is a big, long, you know, thin metallic bar that sits outside the office. (laughs) So Megan, you've already talked about sort of where you were at, right? Like this vice grab difficulty Mm -hmm. breathing, like, and Meredith, I think you'll be, (laughs) because when we came back inside, Megan and I went out on the patio to do this and didn't do it in front of other people. And Megan, when you walked through the door, Meredith was like, who are you? Like, what? Lost happened? my shit. I lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, who is this amazing person? <laughs> Talk about that, like that before and after. Oh my gosh. Like, ugh, I don't even, I don't even know. I mean, like that's, that's something, I mean, now that I like think back to like my, my whole life, like just like tight and like concave and try to be smaller has been the theme song, you know, and just like high strung and just stressed out and just lots and lots of, um, limits, you know, and it was just crazy through the whole visualizing the block. And like, I mean, it, it made it from like this, that tight vice grip, like pinching, pushing on my back to something that I could literally visualize taking out and throwing away did make me feel so much lighter, (laughs) lighter and freer. And like breath does come easier. And I just think that is just the wildest thing ever (laughs) that visualization and just really focusing on, you know, because I I pair it with like meditation every morning now, like I play this beautiful meditation song um, and just, you know, check in with the, with the bar. I have a sticky note I'm staring at right now. It has two affirmations on it. I am great. I own my greatness. And it says, where's the bar throw it away. I'm in control of my inner critic. And I just do that every single day because if I don't, it rule, it rules my life. And so I just, I take it out, I throw it away and I, you know, go, go throughout my day. And it just, it just feels so much better. And it's really interesting that when you check in with the bar every day, it's like, it tells me different things. And so that's why I do like the meditation portion of it where it's like, okay, what's it, what's it saying? What's it telling me today? And I don't try to force an answer because this is something else you and I talked about as well. You were like, stop talking from your head and start talking from your heart. And so I just like, I'm really trying to honor what feelings are coming up, where things are are coming from so that I don't over explain it because, you know, hello, professor, welcome to academia. That's what we love <laughs> to do. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's just like, just feeling, yeah, just feeling like I was almost allowed to take up more space, like just being comfortable mm-hmm. sitting in the chair, not feeling like I was just like all tight and squished and and weird, you yeah. know, <laughs> and weird. Well, like, and what was, what was so beautiful as we were going through the exercise, you know, you had your eyes closed, but I was observing you mm-hmm. and I just watched your breath go deeper and deeper and deeper and your shoulders relax, even your face like just calmed in such a beautiful way. And then we walk back in the room and you're like six feet taller. And then you're <laughs> like, you could cross your legs again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a crazy thing too. Like I hadn't told you that till afterward. Yeah. In the airport, I had been trying to like, you know, cross my legs or whatever. And it's like, I just like, couldn't do it. You know, it was like more like almost like the crisscross applesauce type of crossing your legs, right? Not like the princess lady cross your legs. And I couldn't, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, but I was trying to sit that way and I I like, I couldn't do it. 
and it hurts. Like it literally hurt my knee. But then afterwards I'm like sitting there and I realized I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm sitting this way and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. So it's so weird how those blocks from your mindset can manifest in your body. I still, I don't want to think about it too much because I'm just like, not that I would want to jinx it, but it's just like, it's just wild and just how powerful it is. I mean, you were like, your shoulders were back. Your arms were like spread over the chair. You were like, talk about a bro out moment. You were like owning that space. It was awesome. Yeah, it was one of the coolest, like I still think about it. (laughs) <laughs> because it was like literally one, I think one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. And like, I said this to Megan in real time, I was like, this is the you I've always envisioned. Mm-hmm. And again, like, because you and I had met for the first time that weekend, like who I met on Friday was like a completely different <laughs> being in the sense of like really owning who you were and having this light and this glow and just this, this lightness in addition to a light about you. And it's not that all of, it's not that you weren't that way before, but there was a drastic difference in the Megan that left the room to go on the balcony with Christine and the Megan that came in. I was literally blown away. Like I couldn't sit still. I was like, I, I don't know. confidence was like, oh my God, it was taking up the room. It freaking was beautiful. Coolest thing. I was like, I want to be friends with you like forever because like this <laughs> is. I don't know. It was I mean, and Antonina, even who like didn't know you, but for like the two hours that we had lunch together mm-hmm. could even tell like the shift that happened. Well, in you. And then our friend Christy came in the room and she's like, you look taller. Ah, yeah. You know? we're like, yes, she like, does. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what inspired me too, I think to like, to just like share all of that with everybody, like just to even bring up the vice grip, like in the first place is because after I got off the stage, like I, you know, and, and I like long story short, like met, started to talk messed up <laughs> and then asked for applause because I was like, I'm just going to stand here and own the fear. And cause that was a block in the moment that was just like, just preventing me from not being able to talk. And so I did that and then went through the whole thing and it went really, really well. I delivered my message exactly how I envisioned doing it. And then afterward, I went up to Christina. I just kind of like gave her a look. I don't know, <laughs> like this audio. I can't really describe it, but I just yeah. was just like, like hi. And yeah. you just like grabbed me, and you were like, "You don't realize how great you are." And that hit me like massively because I think I said back to you, like, "Yeah, I really don't think I do." Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> I thought about that like the rest of the the weekend. So. It's like you called, it was like you called me on the the bullshit and all the stuff that was like happening underneath, (laughs) you know, and, and whatnot that just allowed me to go deeper and to find that confidence, to work on the confidence, to get, to, to be able to manage the inner critic in a way that I've never been able to, because that's been at the heart of my personal growth journey ever since I started a couple of years ago, was really trying to learn how to manage that inner critic and nothing I've done has been able to free me up as much as this technique that you've had us do like has done for me. (laughs) Well, and I think for you, a a piece of this, right? Because I'm thinking the inner critic and everything, like like so many people are probably resonating with what you're saying, right? This like perfectionistic grip and, you know, got to have it all together. Got to look a certain Mm -hmm. way, you know, all of that. And for you to, to even open up the slightest bit to say like, Hey, I'm nervous. Right. And that like, 
<laughs> this is going to sound really weird, but like, that's all the vulnerability crack I needed to get yeah. in there and like mess your <laughs> shit up in the best possible way. Cause I yeah. was like, you ain't getting out of here without like, you are not going to continue to think that way if yeah. I have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> so Megan has this transformation and then mm-hmm. a couple of other people came into the room and they were all like, what, what, what? And I'm like, you, you all asked me this question of like, how are you not exhausted? Because before when Megan and I went out on the patio, I could have like gone to bed, but then we came back in and I was like, who's next? Who's next? Your, your face. <laughs> and even like when Meredith and I are talking and she's all like, oh my God, you're so great. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know. And like all this stuff is happening. Like you just, oh my God, you had this light. You were like brighter than the sun. So lit up, so excited. And like that just, I think made the rest of us that much more excited. She'll do that to us. (laughs) (laughs) So Meredith decided to get in the hot seat and was in the room with, there were what, three other people um, behind you. So do you want to talk about like your before and after and maybe why you chose to step into this? Yeah, I mean... I don't really even know how to articulate because I think I'm not even, I think in a sense, I was kind of like flippant. <laughs> I was like, whatever, sure. I'll do this. Like you were, I, you, I'm not even going to say you, you think you were, you totally were flippant. And it's, not it. even, and it's not even because I didn't think that I had anything to gain from it. I think it, I was just like, I think part of me was like, I've already been cracked open in a way over the past few years. Like what's, CJ gonna do to me that's gonna be like <laughs> not like better or worse but I don't know I think I'm I just laughing because at the end of it you were like how many times have we been in a room together and just now you decided to do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and I think it was also like that weekend I realized like I hadn't really cried pretty much like since the year Tim died like, like the way that I cried that weekend. So I think it was also kind of like, what else could you possibly pull out of me that I hadn't? (laughs) Yeah. Your little face right there with your little smirk in your eyebrow. (laughs) Um, Like what else could you possibly pull out of me that I hadn't already experienced earlier that weekend? Mm -hmm. And you were like, do you want to do it in front of people? And again, I was just like, sure, because I didn't, not that I didn't care. I just, I didn't think that I had within me what you brought out, which I feel like sounds very like vague and like weird, but I guess I didn't, I think this goes back to what I was saying earlier in terms of like, I felt, didn't realize that there were more layers to my healing that still needed to be uncovered. I felt like I was in like pretty good spot. Like I had, you know, climbed 29029 I like did that for Tim did that for me I was like cool I did all these things and then you cracked my shit open and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well and yours was a little different than Megan's we like mm-hmm. we went a little off there isn't really a script but it because of what you were working with right it was two very different things right Megan had this very clear 
grip on her body and yours is the loss of your spouse, right? Like that is such a different, um, different process, right? Just a different, um, piece to unpack. Um, I don't know, Megan, do you want to talk about what it was like observing or do we want to talk like a little bit more about what the experience was like for Meredith? I Maybe don't know. Do, yeah. Maybe do that. <laughs> and yeah. Then, yeah. I, yeah, cause I think the observations, cause we're, so I had, we were in a room with two beds and at the end of one of the beds had a, like a bench and I had Meredith come and sit on the bench and I was in a chair with the other people in the room were behind her. And so mm-hmm. I could see everything that was happening in the room. And there was like the impact to the people who were not even involved in the exercise was incredible. Um, so yeah, Meredith, do you want to talk just like a little bit about what came up for you? Like a little bit of before and after? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't honestly really even know where to start other than to say, I just like the first thing I really remember. Cause again, I was being just like, whatever is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, was just you asking, I think like about a color or just something that was coming up for me. And I just remember saying like darkness Mm -hmm. and then that evolved into me manipulating my hands between, um, like a shiny, a shiny rod, um, that was vertical and it would then flash into this very, um, worn pilly, kind of gross rag. And that's where I stayed for a really long time. And I didn't realize how much of myself I had almost like buried Mm. within myself over the course of both my marriage, but then just my whole life. And it ultimately led to to this additional visualization of a bridge and my late husband on one end of the bridge and my, my boyfriend on the other side. It's almost like this past future dynamic and really allowing myself to, to lean into what that was representing and not even realizing how much of my past I was still holding on to. And that's not to say that like I should have, or that I should move on and like never think of my husband, but I didn't realize how kind of like stuck I was in the middle of this bridge. Mm -hmm. Cause you were trying to make a choice, right? Like, do I hold on to and honor the past or can I step into the future? Right. And I think at one point you were saying like, burn it down. I was like, you don't have to burn it down. Right. Like there's that, that ability to honor what that bridge represents. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Like even now I still kind of struggle, And like, I've told this, you know, I've shared this like with my therapist and I've shared it with like a few other people. Um, and it's still a few weeks later, like kind of hard to find the words because in the moment I just fully let myself go. And I think part of it was that I had allowed myself to be slightly cracked open throughout the weekend. And then you just like, demolished it in the best way in the best way possible um and it really just brought up a lot of questions and thoughts and a lot of reflection that I have to like continue to work through even more Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. There was a piece of, I think, like, the the younger you that came out. Because there was even, like, a shift in your voice into more of, like, a childlike state. And that, I think, like, that piece was really transformational. Like, I think you needed, that part of you needed to have voice. And it hadn't. Because you are a a caregiver and a protector. And that was the role that you were in. And there weren't people there caring for you the way you needed through your relationship and the grief. And it's funny that you even say that because I don't even know. I didn't even realize that I had made that shift into more of like a childlike state and voice. Yeah. Um, Cause I pretty much kept my eyes and not that it was something that you saw, but like I kept my eyes closed pretty much the whole time. And just tried to focus on like what I could see. And I didn't necessarily, I don't even know if I, I I clearly didn't realize that there was that shift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Crazy shit, man. (laughs) Well, and what was, you know, you talked about your hands a lot, right? And so when we were doing the, like the visualization, right, of the rod into the rag, you, your hands, I mean, and the whole time when we were talking, like you were slower in, in wringing it out. And then at some point, I think when we started talking about the bridge, your hands fell down to your knees and you just stayed in that open space. And so that's what you were talking about before, right? Of your hands just being open and the number of times you've texted me and have been like, I literally can't ball my hands up. Like there's a force (laughs) against it because that's what we talked about, right? Like for you to take it to the next, because yours was different than Megan's right like Megan has this rod that she can throw across the room it's like what are we going to do with a dish rag well I don't know just keep bringing it out well that wasn't helpful right (laughs) so but it was this this open hands right and so when you start to feel that resistance or or any piece of this coming up right like opening up your hands to receive or to just be I don't know like let whatever it is out or to let it in Mm -hmm. I think has been more my realization is to even like to let like the discomfort in, um, you know, and, and, and you, or actually I don't even know if Megan knows this, but like last week was a really bad week. Um, and normally I would have, I think just rung, rung my hands, um, and not, and worried about everybody else dealing, um, with this loss, but my hands literally, and I texted you, I think like three times last week, like you said, they, they, they could not make fit, like it hurt and they could make fists, but it hurt to yeah. do so. And I think it's because I was actually receiving that, that pain and that loss and allowing myself to process it as opposed to just being like, no, but I'm going to deal with it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need these feelings today. Thank you. Oh, so good. Megan, what are your, what are your thoughts? You, you were on the other side of this. I was. Yeah. So our friend Courtney was behind, like behind Meredith's marriage was on the bench and then Courtney was on the bed. Um, and then I was on the other bed with our friend Christy and it was just, I was just excited to just watch it. Cause like I experienced it and I was like, I was so excited for, for Meredith to like experience this. Cause I'm like, this is life changing. This is amazing. Like this is going to be so good. Um, and so it just, it was just interesting to see from just like an observing perspective, 
like what your images were and just to see you mm-hmm. constantly like with like the the ringing and then to like fall open like that and just to see the the imagery and just the different things that like came up and then to just like make meaning of it and to move through some of the stuff that you were you know processing and sort of like going through and you know there were parts where I just wanted to just get up and just like hug you (laughs) because, you know, you were, you had sort of, um, not sort of, I mean, you, you were just like crying, like, like body racking sobs. And I was just like, my heart was just like breaking for you. But I was like, oh my gosh, so much good is happening right now. So much good is happening right now to crack even (laughs) wider open and to like make it through to the other side. And so for me, it was my back, but for you, you said it was like your heart, right? It was like your heart. And so it was just, I don't, like, I don't have like words to describe it, but it was just like one of the most beautiful, like crazy things I've ever, I've ever seen. And just to like wa- watch Christine doing it was like the coolest thing ever too, because like you were just so like zoned in <laughs> to what was, to what was going on. And just like guiding her through this whole entire thing. Like I just, I have, I've never before been like, Meredith, like, like Christine's got her like this, this, like she's got her like, this is, this is, she is so loved and supported and being guided right now to what she absolutely needs. There were, there were moments when I was so locked in that like you all in the room, like didn't exist. Yeah. I, yeah. After like the first, maybe two minutes, where I cracked some wise ass joke, like (laughs) shocking. I like forgot that you guys were there. And I think part of it goes along with, again, like we, I mean, minus, you know, being with Christine, like it was the first time we had all met in person. And I, I don't think I even realized like the level of trust there between Mm -hmm. all five of us, because again, I mean, I know this is something that Christine and I've talked about, like, the dynamic in the room was so open and supportive and loving and trusting that again, regardless of the fact that I've considered us all to be friends prior to that, it was a completely different shift. I think even in all of our friendships Mm -hmm. and it was just something about really the space that Christine cultivated in her ability to do this in addition then to all of us just being in a space where we we could be trusting that we, mm-hmm. we could I, like, I don't, I don't even know the right words because none of those words even feel adequate for what I feel like actually transpired in that room. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that keeps people from opening up, right. And being vulnerable is, what's going to happen when all of a sudden it's out in the room. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and just thinking about, you know, well, (laughs) there, I was going to say there are some therapists, but even Tracy, when she came on the stage, Tracy O'Malley was like the tissue ladies, like stop, right. Like no more (laughs) tissues. Right. Because there is this piece that, that stops it. Right. Like if we, if we stop to blow our nose or wipe away the tears, 
you know, it's funny. I was at my therapist today and I was like crying, <laughs> probably threw her off. Cause it was like the first time that I actually cried in there. And she like <laughs> moved the trash can for the tissues. And I was like, bro, I ain't reaching for those yet. Like hang tight. I got this, you know, <laughs> um, but just, just thinking about the, the way that we hold space for each other and, you know, had, I'm pausing and thinking through this, right? Because there were moments that Megan, like I had the same response, like with Meredith at, at one point, I really just wanted to like wrap you up in the biggest bear hug and just protect you. But that would have stopped the flow of what was happening, right? So there was a point where I think I like put my hands on your knees or something, right? So that you know, knew that I was there, but you were like, I wasn't pulling you out of it, right? It was It was a ground, like an intentional contact so that you knew that I had you right and I like I wasn't gonna fucking let anything bad happen to you in that moment but then I was like we ain't stopping right like come on there's more there's more (laughs) and so I think you know I guess like for the people listening that's that's an invitation right of looking to what are our reactions right when other people are vulnerable and and when they're taking risks with us like one what is it doing to you because our response in that moment is 9.99999 times out of 10 more about us than it is about actually caring for the other person, right? And so checking in with that and then thinking, okay, what would I actually want in that moment if I was being vulnerable and offer that, right? Because they're probably very, very opposite of what instinctually of like, ah, let's let's clean this up. Here's a tissue, you know? (laughs) It's, it's funny that you say that because I forget if it was like the specific weekend that we're talking about or if it's been since then, but there's been a moment where I've actually had to ask myself, am I responding in the way that I would want someone to respond to me right now? Mm-hmm. And I've had to stop myself from being like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, da, 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 you know, like doing all of the things that I'd normally do. And I've just kind of taken a step back to be like, I'm here, whatever you need. I'm going to send like a daily check-in text, but I don't need anything else from you. Like I'm not going to Mm, be persistent in this. Yes. I'm not going to be persistent in this, in the sense of on your case. And I really had to put myself back and be like, okay, when I was experiencing a loss or when I, or again, if I just was in this situation period, what would I want? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think been a powerful shift. And again, I don't know if I, I, was aware of that prior to this experience. Yeah. Because it opened you up to, I need to receive rather than white knuckle and try to like fix, fix, fix through it all. And protect. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Y'all, this is some good shit. This is so good. <laughs> I feel like, like, I'm like, I don't want it to be like this, like weird, creepy commercial, but I'm like, if you need this in your life, like you need to call Dr. <laughs> Christine J who <laughs> for real though, <laughs> because like, I, I mean, I won't speak for Megan, but like, I'm going to speak for Megan and myself because Megan is like for Megan <laughs> because, because that girl has like her whole body language is like completely different. Like it is freaking life changing. And like it the is. three of us continuously talk about how we were cracked wide open and like, I don't care what you're going through in your life. Like you, even if it's not maybe this exact situation that you're, we're talking about, like you need to put yourself in a situation to 
get to the bottom of things. And it's going to be a process, right? Like I was talking Mm -hmm. about earlier, I was like, quote unquote, fine, right? Like I was, I was already doing all of the things. Look, I didn't need to really do anything more. And, you know, if you need to like start journaling, if you need to start listening to more podcasts, like dancing around and like busting out to music, working out, like moving your body, talking to someone, going to therapy, doing, calling Christine and being like, girl, walk me through this. (laughs) Like it's what you need to do. Because again, I think it's that like resistance. We think, okay, we're fine. Or I'm just always going to be, you know, tense and hunched over. And the minute we're able to just kind of like allow ourselves to, to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Space as women. Absolutely. Well, and for me too, it's like interesting. I thought I needed to go to the conference to get like more hype, more energy. And like that is, was needed. But what I really needed w- were tools. Like I needed something to radically scramble things up like friggin scrambled eggs to be able to like (laughs) open the door to the next level because I have crazy crazy massive dreams that have been giving me immense anxiety because I haven't been able to fully believe that I'm capable of doing it and now I have the tools to to start that journey up the next like mountain to the next level like I will come back to this moment for the rest of my life being like this was a cornerstone core memory like unlocked with so many people that I freaking love so much you know I mean I'm going to come back to it forever (laughs) as just marking that next that next phase you know but you also have to like do the work. I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah. you agree with me on this Meredith where it's not like we went through one cool little thing and now we're all good. Right. <laughs> like I'm fine. I'm healed. Fine. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to Think about it ever again, but like it has been a diligent daily thing I have thought about and done because it doesn't get better unless you work on it. You know, I mean, I think so many people have the tools or they have the knowledge, but they don't apply it. You know, and I think that I was one of those, um, one of those people, I think for a while now I had been really stopped. I'd stopped journaling for a while, which is interesting. Journaling Ninja has stopped. I know, I know I did for, for a while there I had stopped or I didn't, I didn't do it as, um, as honestly and with integrity Mm. as I used to. And now I'm like back to it. And I'm like, oh yeah, like we found (laughs) we're, we're back to where, you know, where we need to be. And I just think that that's what happens when you don't apply, when you think you're above the the basics, when you think you're yeah. above doing, you know, using the tools. Yeah. Oh my God. Just real quick. The fact that you just said that, Megan, like I literally said to my therapist last week, cause she was like, you need to get back to journaling. And I was like, I'm afraid of what true honesty is going to end up on the page. Mm-hmm. And so for you to say that, I'm like, is that why I've not been journaling for the past year? Like, <laughs> again, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's not yeah. always fun. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I wrote the book on how to journal and sometimes it's not like, it's not fun. Sometimes it's not yeah. sexy. It's not exciting to do it, but I'm a better person and a better version of me. Like when I make space for that, you yeah. know, cause stuff, stuff comes up. And I think even Absolutely. what you were saying before, like sometimes we have the tools, you know, we're not really where they're going through the motions or we're not willing to implement them. Mm-hmm. I think even though what, you know, Christine did for us, like it became manageable. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, 
technically, if you want to boil it down, like she gave us a tool to check in with, but like now I find it more manageable and I'm so much more aware. Like I'm so much more aware of my hands and how they're reacting in situations because I didn't realize before how, you know, white knuckled I was. And I think for you, it's the same thing. Like it's manageable now to check in with Jared and to be like, bro, what are you doing? Like, how are you feeling today? And even if it's not a good, you know, a quote unquote good thing, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, like the word that just keeps coming up is manageable. Like it just feels Mm -hmm. that much more manageable and it's not something that's like, Oh, I have to do this. It's like, Ooh, I get to figure out how my body and my mind are responding to things right now. For me, I like manageable too. For me, it's (laughs) related to manageable, tangible. (laughs) It's it's tangible because I, I think, I mean, even when I was working, um, on inner critic, like literally like writing down the things I thought about myself and then like flipping the story and rewriting the story through journaling, like that was really good. And it got me to where I'm at. But what I really needed was something even more tangible to separate out my inner critic from me. Like inner critic Jared is over there and Megan is over here on the other side. Like I did not realize how deeply embedded, like this is going to sound crazy, but like within like the tissues of my body, the inner critic was. And now I can literally untangle it. Yeah, I can now like untangle it. And that's been, I mean, like I needed something so like, it seems so simple, but it was so radically different from how I was working on it before yeah. to help to help me. Well, and so often, right? Like we are in a society that has taught us to cut our mind off from our body, mm-hmm. right? We are not taught how to integrate, right? Even within the field of medicine, there's the head and then there's the body, right? And so we mm-hmm. were like truly we have been separated, right? And we could get on a whole lesson about how and why that happened, blah, 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 but that's not what we're here for. And so it's that invitation, right? To reconnect all parts of you. And, you know, a couple of thoughts, and I'll try to keep them brief, is when we were at the conference, I was, I think it was after we finished with Meredith, I like went on this little lecture about stages of change, oh, right? Yes. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, I, I want to say this for the people listening who are like, Oh my gosh, this sounds really great, but I could never right? like, or I'm not there yet. Right. Like that's so scary. Okay. Well, you're not at the point of taking action, right? There is all of these stages. There's, there's um, pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and then maintenance. And so what often happens is people take steps into action before they've actually done the preparation, right. To, to get there. So I'm hearing you all talk about the foundational skills, right? The journaling, the moving your body, um, meditation, all of those pieces. And the number of times that I've heard people say to me, I'm doing all the things and it's not working. Okay. First off, that's your foundation, right? So like, it, it's not going to work to be warm in the winter if you don't put clothes on, right? You have to like <laughs> put that foundational layer on. Okay. And so that's what those pieces are. So yeah, like to recognize Hey, I actually need to get to the truth of things, but that scares me. So I'm not, I'm not journaling, right? Like that's one thing, but if it's just, I'm journaling and nothing's quote unquote changing because you're not seeing this massive action in your life. Well, cool. But are you actually in action, right? Like those are foundational preparational tools that we, that we need to have right on this, this personal growth journey. 
And they're often the first things to go, right? And then what happens is we start to take a little, take a little slippity slide the other direction. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, and, and the other thing too, right, Meredith, you were talking about this earlier of, I didn't think there was anything left to, to work through. Right. And so <laughs> what happens <laughs> is as we do these, these layers of work and this getting to know ourselves, you know, there's this, it's like, you're climbing a mountain, right? You're like, fucking yeah, let's go, let's grow. And then there's a plateau. And it's like, mm, a lot of people I've heard them say, well, what was it for? Right. Well, it's because you're at a new level, right? And you have to hang out there. You have to have experiences there to then find out, okay, what's that next space for growth? And you get like a little bit of a dip and then you got to go up, right? But you're still higher and have a view different than where you were when you started this. And so, yeah, like so many people just think like it's all for shit and they throw all of the tools out the window and that's not actually what it is. Like you just have to spend time at this new level to then figure out, okay, what does the world look like? How am I navigating with these new tools? And then what's that next layer of what I need to tackle and take action there? I just have to say this real quick because I love what you just said because I literally right before this recorded my episode for tomorrow and it was like, take time to reflect where were you at this exact time last year? You may not feel like you've actually come anywhere, but like if you actually like break it down step by step, you've made progress. And if you really feel like you haven't, what do you have to implement and make tangible to get to the next level? And so the fact that you even just put it into that beautiful visual of the mountain and then plateauing in order to make, you know, your next ascent, like the universe. And if somebody's doing that exercise, right. And they're like, no, I haven't made any progress. I always challenge, like, is it your progress or the other person's progress, right? Like whose voice is it in of what you're going after? Because so many of us are misaligned with what we're going after because it's so-and-so on social media or our parents or a partner or or just comparing dog right yeah or like Megan or Meredith right like it's like getting back to our Mm -hmm. ourself is fucking game-changing so yeah probably making a heck of a lot of progress for you for what you want but it may not be what other people want or where other people are but that shit don't matter because they're not living your life boom I feel like we just ended there. <laughs> that just don't okay, matter because they're not living your life. <laughs> we out. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all, this is, you know, was such an incredible experience for me. One that you both trusted me to take you through this. Um, but also trusted yourselves to get really raw and honest and vulnerable. And then to take it this next layer, right? Like you're both actually living out the tools that you created, right? Like all I did was facilitate it. All of that was within you. And so, and you're taking action on it. And you know, the text messages that each of you send me (laughs) and the voice memos and, you know, just seeing how you're showing up in these squares today, that's different than six months ago is absolutely incredible. And so I know that as you continue to use the tools and they could evolve, right? Like we could do a little boost and see what's going on with the bar. Where's the rag, Mm -hmm. right? Because it will evolve and it'll change. And again, at that next plateau, we may need to 
revisit and see, okay, what's come in? What is, is there a different vice grip, Megan, right? Is it Mm -hmm. somewhere else? Like Meredith, is that, is that rod like still shining, but what else might be coming in, right? Cause you're in a new relationship and that's going to bring in new things. And so this is something that just like we are ever evolving this, the tool and the technique will continue to do so. And I'm just like, let's go. Y'all gotta watch out because <laughs> listen, in my head, I call us MMNC. Like, <laughs> like, we coming. The world don't even know. Like 2023, <laughs> you watch out. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I appreciate you. For real. So much. This is oh, awesome. appreciate and love both of you so much. Thank you so much for listening in today. Will you do me a favor to help spread the word about the podcast? Take a quick screenshot of the episode and drop it in your Instagram stories, sharing one of your biggest takeaways from today. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon.